I'm a god. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? I'm a god. There wasn't one today. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Time to Rewind, a podcast stuck in its own time loop right along with the movies we discuss. And this season, we're taking a look at Groundhog Day after day, after day, after day, after day. I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, from Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights, and in this episode, we're discussing Phil's 26th Groundhog Day that starts at 65 minutes and 17 seconds, with Phil looking at an oncoming truck and ends at 65 minutes and 22 seconds, with a close-up of Phil's face, a honking horn, and a dull thud after the screen fades to black. This episode does contain discussion about depression and suicide. We try to keep things light here, but if that's a sensitive subject for you to listen to, you might want to head skip ahead to episode 28. And once again, my guest is The Vern from Cinema Recall. How are you doing today? So put your little hand in mine. There'll be no mountain we can't climb. Bum bum babe I got you babe I got you babe Hi. Hey. How's it going? That's going all right. You know this <laughs> is <laughs> I, day. I, had, I had to do the whole something issue with it. I apologize. That's okay. You know, the, this is like the, the shortest of these loops. This is just <laughs> literally five seconds. I know, right? <laughs> when you brought me on, so yeah, when you brought me on to here to talk about each of the time loops of Phil's suicides, I'm like, you know, some of those things are just about maybe a second or so. Like, I don't know how we're going to do a whole episode of this, but I'm totally fine with it. I can definitely... Uh, <laughs> talk about this because we are in the moment now of Phil's downward spiral uh which is the name of a Nine Inch Nails album for you kids who want to learn more about the 90s uh the downward spiral was the second album released by Nine Inch Nails uh written and made by Trent Reznor uh he recorded the album in the Manson home uh he said Trent Reznor was going through a lot of depression himself making that album and it kind of shows and if you watched his career he went from being in this industrial band uh to now being an academy winner academy award winning uh composer so yeah and then the most recent movie that he did the score for was uh disney pixar's soul yep yeah so good him with that he won that lawn with uh uh, Atticus Ross and uh, John Baptiste, who I recognize more as being the, uh, I guess, the band leader for Late Night with Stephen Colbert. So, hey, congratulations to everyone who won that. Uh, but we're not here to talk about <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, even though we probably could. Uh, but no, we're at the moment now, Mr. Bubbleweed, where Phil is at his lowest point right now. He uh, tried to off himself with the groundhog. He thought that groundhog was totally uh, the reason why he's stuck there. Uh, he's tried a lot of things. He tried destroying that clock. That didn't do anything because I'm pretty sure if he thought, if I destroy the clock, it can't turn to 6 a.m., therefore my time loop is broken. Nope. Still the time loop. And then he says, uh, well, he's going to try to make the best of it. And, you know, he starts to have feelings for his producer, Rita, uh, but she doesn't have the same feelings for him, uh, even though he does try his best to be nice 
but he's just doing things because she likes them. He's not really trying to get to know that person. And sometimes the things you love about the person are the things you don't really agree on. So, yeah, I, I like to put it that in, in that that moment he was he looked at her as a conquest rather than an actual person. Yes, exactly, exactly. He just was trying to do things that she thought he he thought that she would like, so that she would sleep with him, and that's just not the way to win her over at all. So now he's at the point right now where he's just doing effort. I can't do anything else. I'm going to just kind of end it. And, you know, he did tell her that we had a nice time. And he says, I'm going to try to kill myself with the gopher or the ground hard. Sorry, gophers out there. <laughs> Didn't mean to upset you. All right. So, all right. Tries to kill himself that's with the Caddyshack, ground. That's Caddyshack, not ground on day. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I could almost imagine, too, both the gophers would get together for a like, own little spinoff movie. But that's a different thing right there. So he tries to off himself with the ground hard. It didn't work. And then the last episode, uh, he tries to off himself with a toaster oven, which we discussed probably isn't the best plan of action because toasters don't really have that much energy in them. I mean, if you're going to offer yourself, go for maybe a TV, but because TVs may have a little bit more energy to them. Or yeah, Although I, I can't imagine him lugging that, uh, you know, the giant yeah. 70s <laughs> era TV that they have at the Cherry Street Inn yeah, up the stairs. Terrible. We could, be, we could maybe take the coffee pot upstairs with them and try that, too. But then again, I don't know how many plugins they have next to the toilet. I mean, have you been to any, like, hotels or anything like that where there was, like, plugins next to the toilets? I never have. Um, I mean, whether they're, they've been there or not, I, I'm i not sure because I would have never looked for them. Well, I know they always have, like, one kind of close to the mirror to plug in, like, a hairdryer. Yeah. You know? That's nothing to do. He didn't try to do like more things into the tub with him. He didn't try uh, other things. So, anyways, that whole experiment with the toaster oven failed. So, you know, either if it's a two-slot toaster or a four-slot toaster or even a toaster oven, sorry, Phil, you failed at suicide. Uh, even though if you succeed at suicide, it's not a good thing either. So. Either way, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Uh, and yeah, then... I, I get the I, I get the impression that, like at, at this point, he's just trying to maybe get through as many days as possible. Like maybe you know, if I do this enough times, maybe it'll work. So I'll just end the day like first thing in the morning, and then the next day will come. And so that that makes it. A little bit shorter because it mm -hmm. maybe there's a, a finite number of loops that I have to go through, and then you know if I just cut this day off right at you know uh, seven o'clock in the morning, maybe that'll get me to the end that much sooner. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I can totally see that. Uh, and also, when we get to our next loop or two, I don't know exactly when in the day it is. I mean, because after he electrocutes himself, uh, we are just showing a scene where Phil just steps out in front of traffic. And well, he is wearing his pajamas. He's wearing his pajamas and then the coat and gloves. Oh, he is wearing pajamas. Okay, I just I didn't really see that moment there. So you're saying that he basically has left the hotel or 
the bed and breakfast. Or what do you call that place? The whole Cherry yeah, Street. Yeah, it's a Cherry Street Inn. It's a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. So he's leaving his bed and breakfast and decides to, you know. And I guess that made sense, too, with the truck right there. Because when he looks out of his window during the first couple of time loops, he does see a truck driving. Yeah, and, and you can see... I mean, it's very difficult to see, but the, the truck, it's actually a moving truck. And uh, okay. the, the sign at the top of it says, no stop moving, which, which oh. I think is, is appropriate for a truck that doesn't stop. But but he had to probably get down to the street pretty fast in order to have the truck hit him. I mean, doesn't like his alarm go off at 6 a.m. when the truck kind of be driving past there already around that time? Well, I, I think it might be there. a different truck because there's not really anybody like you don't see anybody walking through the streets like you do whenever he's looking out the window like you in in that scene you know you see all these people heading towards Gobbler's Knob mm-hmm. but in in this scene you just see like one guy in a jacket across the street. And then whenever you see the close-up of Phil, there's not a single person in the background. That's true. And then it it is overcast, so it's it's difficult to tell what time of day it might be. And you know, there might be some sort of like sound things. I'm sure if I had like a seven point one surround sound system or if I saw this in theaters, I'm pretty sure this probably is a sound cue of a truck driving down when Phil comes downstairs originally to talk with the uh, bed and breakfast owner uh, about when he's going to be departing. I'm pretty sure there's probably something in the background in that scene that where you hear a truck driving past. And it's just one of those background things that at times you probably wouldn't even think of it, but maybe that's why it's there. So you don't think about it. And then when he does, as he goes to kill himself with the truck, then maybe you in your mind, you think about that scene. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm stretching here. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. I, I think you are stretching a little bit on that. And yeah, but I I also noticed like you see the no stop moving on the top of the truck, but you also it also has no stop moving um, across the grill of the truck, but in reversed letters. The, the oh. type of lettering you know like an ambulance has, so you can so it reads correctly if you're looking in your rear view mirror. Is that something that have you ever seen like any anything other than ambulances that that have that reverse lettering on the front of their vehicle? On the front of the vehicles, don't buses have that? I don't know. Um, I like they don't. St- I I'm pretty sure I saw something on that before, but I just can't really pinpoint it. But I just I never actually heard of a truck being. Uh, have another dashboard, you know. I I wanted to say like we'll break for no one, like <laughs> the uh, Spaceball One had, and just things of that nature. There, uh, no, I, I I haven't driven in a like a long time. Uh, it's, it's, I had a really bad car accident, and I just have not driven since then. I've probably driven once or twice, and had another bad car accident that wasn't my fault. Apparently, when I drive, people just want to hurt me. Which oh, I don't understand it. Uh, my first serious car accident, I was in a coma for like about two weeks, and then I uh, got you know went through therapy and cured myself, and then I got uh, into another car and was driving for about a good month. Everything was fine, and then I was driving on the road during winter time, and some a hole 
got into the shoulder lane to pass me, and the shoulder lane had a bunch of ice on the road, and they slipped, they hit my car, my car ends up uh, spinning out, hitting another car, and after that, I was like, all right, I just, I apparently, I shouldn't be driving anymore, and I just haven't driven anything since then. I'm pretty sure the truck that I did crash into probably had that thing in reverse saying, we will not stop, so... Wow, that's crazy. I I never knew that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I've been I've been in a, a few minor car accidents um, myself. Okay. Most of them actually happened whenever I was a kid riding the school bus. Really? Yeah. I, I've I was in I think through well two extremely minor car accident or vehicle accidents and then one slightly more serious where. An elderly oh, woman actually T-boned the bus. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like and and that one, like I, I remember like I was sitting sideways, and then um, I just kind of bounced off the seat in front of me, and I was perfectly fine. Oh and gosh. Then, and then my friend, he was like leaning over like halfway into the aisle, and he, like, um, he hits the seat in front of him with his shoulder and like kind of fell into the, the aisle a little bit. And he said that he was pretty bruised up. And and I think that the bus driver actually got not like super seriously injured, but I think the bus driver had the most serious injuries out of everybody. How old were you with them when this happened? This would have been fourth or fifth grade, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, I'm sorry that happened, man. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that you're safe and uh, not too much uh, brain damage happened. Did you uh, have to go to the hospital afterwards and get stitches? No, I, I think, I mean, I could be wrong because, you know, this this was, this is like my fifth grade memory. Sure. I'm trying to recall this, but I think the bus driver was the only one that actually had to go get medical attention i I think all the kids just got loaded into another bus and then we all went to school like nothing happened Um, and then the the only other car accident that i've been in was just like maybe five or six years ago and it was extremely minor and completely not my fault i was driving out of the parking lot of my uh, apartment building and a truck backed into me like I, I had oh. to stop to wait. <laughs> it's funny too. Now that I think about it, because it also involved a bus. Because I was oh. waiting for, because <laughs> I was behind a bus and I was waiting for them to pick up the kids, and then the bus left, and so I followed behind the bus, and I guess the truck saw the bus but didn't see me, and so they backed into me, and they damaged my car door. Oh gosh. And, but luckily, that was that was an older car that I I'd had for a few years, and you know I just drove it around. I just you know took the insurance money that was for the damage to the car, and then just drove around with a dented car door for the next uh, six months to a year before I bought the the car that I have now. Oh damn! Well, I'm glad you got uh, insurance money out of there. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll be really brief with, uh, my kind of big accident because when you, so some guy ran a stoplight, uh, when I was driving home from my parents' house and my car smashed 
into a late post, crushing the car in. I was inside there. I blacked out, but in my mind, I was still driving. Like, I literally remember me driving home, uh, getting home, getting to my apartment, going to bed, and then waking up in the hospital. And apparently I was, you know, gone for two weeks. And I just started, that's when I started slowly waking up. And then, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. But that, <laughs> it, was just, it was just fine now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's, that was just a car hitting me. And Phil's getting hit by a big, huge truck. So, yeah, head on without him being, um, without him being in a vehicle himself. Yeah. So oh. I, I think it would be pretty quick for him. And you know, I I think it's it's weird. I I don't know what he's doing. It's like he's standing there. He has his arms to the side, and then he's like um, opening and closing his hands into fists a couple times, and he's also like opening his mouth. But there's no there's no sound, and I can't I can't imagine what he would be mouthing in that moment. When I see the image of him like stepping out of the traffic and putting his hands up right there, I'm reminded very much of Wally Coyote. Yeah, it's almost like he would be holding a, a sign that that says <laughs> like help or something. <laughs> stop like a little small stop sign. <laughs> Or I think in Phil's case, like his his would say, "It's not your fault." Not your fault. Yes. <laughs> it's not well, your fault. We, you know, maybe it's not your fault. Signs, it's not your fault. <laughs> Stop it, man! Stop it! <laughs> Shut up, man! I like that little Goodwill Hunting little throwback there. Uh, or maybe you Phil is holding a sign saying "Thank you." Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I I would almost want to say that he's just saying like "beep beep," yeah. but. <laughs> You know, I, and I've spent way too many times repeating this this loop over and over, uh, trying to make it out. But he makes more of an O sound with his his mouth. He doesn't yeah. really have the E sound. It's more of an O sound. But I I have no idea what he would be saying. Do you think he tried other modes of suicide before the thing with the truck? Honestly, I I think he did. I. You know, and this is getting just a little bit ahead, but whenever he's talking to Rita, he mentions that he has been shot and stabbed as as well as the, the other ones that we do see. So I, I do think that he spent, um, let's see, I don't have my little spreadsheet where I've been going through, but I, I think he went through probably like at least 20, 20 days to a month just of various suicide attempts. I mean, because if he says he's been stabbed and shot, did he try to shoot himself, or did he try to find some sort of, like, CD crime underbelly units? Like, I can almost imagine... Like suicide by cop. Oh, okay, like, uh, committed a crime and just run away from the police and get shot that way? Like, still, like, robbing that armored car, okay. but actually doing it in a way where he gets caught and goes on another action movie scene that ends in a shootout i i could totally see that um i almost kind of imagine uh like phil connor trying to find some sort of like seedy underground or crime like like the punxatani crack house yeah or like you know he's uh basically he's basically doing his own version of blue velvet where it's this you know very happy town and 
everyone seems really nice and sunshiny and happy, and then he discovers this crime unit that's underground and gets involved that way because to stab to actually be stabbed to do it yourself is I don't know that takes a lot of willpower right there. I yeah I I just or I bet you anything too he probably maybe. Uh, was too rough on some of the women and then they stabbed him. I don't know. I mean, or it, it could be, uh, it could be like the, the more traditional, you know, just the, the wrists and, oh, of course. you know, he didn't like whenever he's talking to Rita, he's not going to, he's not going to say, you know, I slipped my wrist. He's, and, yeah. and he just trans transfers that. And he says, he says stabbed, but that's not what he actually means. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Going back to, you know, some of my other questions that that I sent you ahead of time. I, you know, you said that he's been trapped. You feel like he's been trapped about a year up to this point. Yeah. And and we are getting closer to the end. We've we've actually, I didn't mention it, but we've passed the one hour mark in the movie. Uh, But how, how long do you think that he has been trapped total? Because... Totally. I, I think that oh. for the entire movie, because we actually haven't seen, you know, we've seen the armored car heist, which that take that would take a bit of planning. But at this point, we haven't really seen any things that of him learning how to do that would take a, a longer amount of time, like the like learning to play the piano or learning to do an ice sculpture. I think those are the, really the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, I did say before that uh, up until his depressive state, he is probably in this town for, gosh, possibly a year or so. Uh, when I did see the whole thing there, I'm going to probably say I uh, start to learn things because here's a long time. Um, I, I'm going to say he was probably stuck in the whole thing for at least three years. Three years? All right. That's like my theory right there, because it may not seem like long, but a day is a long time. Oh, yeah. Years a long time. Three years is a long time. I know he just went through 2020, uh, and everyone's yeah. been stuck at home. We, we, you know how long that felt. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, too. It's like everybody knows how long 2020 lasted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's all the notes that I have for this day. Um, did you have anything else for the the truck? The truck attempt. Yeah, it's a truck attempt. It's not, <laughs> not much to really say. Uh, he just does his old Wally County. Uh, it would have been nice to have uh, some sort of like noise the Roadrunner made, like a beep beep. And well, we do. You do hear the like when the screen goes blank. You you do hear the the horn honk from the. Oh, truck. you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. But. You know the traditional roadrunner <laughs> beep, you know, <laughs> beep, beep. No, no, that that was it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. Why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you online? All right. Well, we are Cinema Recall. You type Cinema Recall through Google or whatever search engine. I don't know if Ask Jeeves is a thing anymore. Maybe <laughs> not, but we, we may be on there. But we just search for Cinema Recall. I'm pretty sure you can find us. We're available on Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, um, uh, Sound Chaser, something like there. Pod Chaser, Pod Chaser. Uh, most places you find podcasts, we're on there. Go to uh, Twitter account at cinema underscore recall. 
And as always, I'm Bubba Wheat, and you can find me at flightstightsandmovienights.com. You can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wheat, and you can find the show It's Time to Rewind on Anchor.fm, as well as anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. And we also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group where you can join to uh, discuss episodes, time loop movies and TV shows, and just about anything else. And, you know, until until next time, beep beep. I'm a god. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? I'm a god. There wasn't one today.